This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. Happy Hub Day. Welcome back to hour number three of Spears and Ali presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Huge thanks to all of our sponsors here on ESPN Tucson. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA with Jabari Davis coming up here in just a little bit. And then uh, we'll talk to Porter Larson from ESPN Radio in Salt Lake City about Thursday's rematch between the Arizona Wildcats and the Utah Utes. Salt Lake City, Utah? Were they having the All-Star game? Yeah. You're talking about SL, UT? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> they do have those printed on All-Star shirts. That is the logo of the All-Star game. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> I love seeing it. It's like, uh... You know what? Why don't we have a 14-year-old boy do it? And nobody nobody look it over. Just Let's just get it out. <laughs> yeah. Expedite that. Uh, speaking of All-Star Weekend, a couple of Arizona Wildcats are taking part in that. Um, I don't know if you saw this earlier today, but Lori Markinen is participating in the three-point challenge along with... Well, he's also an All-Star. He's an All-Star. Yeah, let's start there. Yes, he's an All-Star. Yeah. He will be participating in Sunday's game because he's having um, an impressive season. I mean, he was traded... From Cleveland to Utah as part of the deal to get Donovan Mitchell to the Cavaliers. Correct. And then a lot of people thought, oh, Laurie Marketing, whatever. The Jazz are in the Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes. And they still kind of are, but I honestly thought the Utah Jazz would be the doormat of the Western Conference. And here we are, Ali. We're approaching All-Star break, and they're ranked higher than the Los Angeles Lakers yeah, they're about in the Western 500. Conference standings. Yeah. I'm getting sick of the Lakers, man. I'm just getting tired of them. Like every does everything have to have drama? You know, hey Anthony Davis, wake up. Yeah. Wake up. Stop. Stop taking Valium before the games. Like a little energy would be great. And uh, yeah, I agree with your computer. (laughs) I'm I'm outraged. (laughs) Uh, Lori Marketing. That was a double ring. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm getting a bunch of emails today. Uh, but Lori Markkinen, he's uh, shooting 41.3% from three-point range she wants this you to season. Know he's got friends, Andrew. Yeah. He's got a lot of emails from friends today. Yep. A, lot of, a lot of work stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. So Lori Markkinen. Uh Shooting 41.3% from three-point range this season. And uh, it's going to be tough for him in the three-point challenge because he's got to go up against Tyrese Halliburton, Tyler Hero, Buddy Heald, Kevin Huerter, Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, and Jason Tatum. So... Pretty impressive field for the three-point contest. I actually but like that field. You know, Lillard, Tatum. You know, they don't have a – what is it? Is Damian Lee the Suns? Isn't he leading the league in three-point shooting Yeah, percentage? a lot of people thought that he get, might have gotten snubbed you think? from that. So I'm leading the league in three-point shooting percentage. Is He just doesn't have as many attempts as everybody else? I guess not. Uh, well, I don't – I want to see Jason Tatum and Damian Lillard way more. Maybe yeah. they could put Damian Lee in the dunk contest because they've got Manny Moe and Jack from Pep Boys in it. <laughs> and Popcorn Johnson. Yeah, yeah I, I think also they they wanted to add in the local guy, uh, Lori Marketing, because the All-Star Weekend is in Salt Lake City. So not only do you have a member of the Jazz in the All-Star game, but before that, it'd be nice to have you know one of your guys participate. And Lori Marketing is having an impressive season. But, man, I'm also uh, kind of surprised maybe he didn't get any love for the dunk contest. And I felt like he might have uh, done well compared to the other guys, like Mac McClung, 
I don't think is Shadon Sharp. Is he still a part of the dunk contest? No. I think he, he he backed out. He backed out. So yeah. and he would have been great. So you got a, a couple of G League guys. Been him. Yeah. Shadon Sharp. Uh, Shadon Sharp. He plays for Portland. This guy's an amazing dunker. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't. They need to incentivize it more. Uh, I don't know. Make the baskets nine feet. Bring Jordan Dominique back. You got to do something, man. Because it sucks. Yeah. I hate to be the like cantankerous old guy, but they're not. They're not very fun to watch. Yeah. Aaron Gordon now would have been your chance. You don't. Yeah. You don't have Zach Levine or the the guy for the Miami Heat standing in the way. So Lori Marketing from U of A is in the All Star game. You said two. Well, Lori Marketing, he's he's been having a lot of great in game dunks. Look at Lori Marketing posterizing dunks this season. He is one of the top in-game dunking forwards in the NBA right now. But anyways. Um, the finisher. He's the fin- the yeah, finisher. The finisher, yeah. Well, Who's the other Arizona? Uh, Benedict Matherin. Oh, yeah. He's uh, playing in the Rising Stars Challenge. Yeah. So He's right there. Uh, first of all, he's right there for two awards this year. Sixth man of the year. Yeah. Right? And rookie Fastest year. Indiana Pacer to 1,000 points as a rookie off yep. the bench. Yep. And uh, rookie of the year, yeah. And I think for, for sixth man of the year, it really helps now that Russell Westbrook has been traded you to really the Utah Jazz. No, seriously. You really think he had a chance? Russell Westbrook had a legitimate chance. I mean, he was putting up, what, 17, 16, 17 points off the bench. And because it's Russell Westbrook, he has a little bit more cachet. Because remember, remember Russell Westbrook was – he looked like an awful, awful player last season. And then Darvin Ham says, hey, man, we're going to change up your role a little bit. We're going to put you – coming off the bench and Russell Westbrook I thought has had a decent first half of the season but if you're looking to you know better your roster I think making a trade to get D'Angelo Russell and some of these other players like Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley I think yes you you sacrifice Russell Westbrook you're missing one who you're the guy you love the guy that's going to make the lake turn the Lakers around and make them a contender who come on your guy Facundo Composite? Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Patrick Patrick Beverly was in that trade. I'm going to get... Mo Bamba. I'm going to get Justin a Mo Bamba shirt. (laughs) You know what we need? Not Mo Cowbell. We need Mo Bamba. (laughs) And Mo Bamba's shooting threes this year, man. So... Look at your face. You're so so, giddy. You're so delusional. I I am, man. I am. I am afraid to admit it. Laker is going to make some moves this year, but... Yeah, Lori Markkinen will have a very strong presence at All-Star Weekend, and uh, same with Benedict Matherin. So shout-out to those guys uh, for having an impressive first half of the season. And like I said, Russell Westbrook was in contention to possibly win sixth man of the year. I think you got to put Benedict Matherin in that driver's seat. And rookie of the year, too. You love the NBA. I do love the NBA. You're a sports reporter. Yes. Be honest, how much of the NBA All-Star Game stuff are you going to watch? Uh, just for the Arizona guys, That's, and so you're gonna watch the three point contest and the rising, uh, whatever the rising game, stars, rising yeah, stars game. I will for a little bit. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll also watch the draft. I'm curious to see how that goes because it, it's still Western Conference All Stars, Eastern Conference All Stars, but before the game, they're oh. gonna they're gonna be kind of like old school street ball, picking him on the court. We're we're picking our team right now. Yeah. And so I'm wondering who's going to be that last guy. That's and they're and, and they're doing it right before the game. So I'm curious, like, how are they going to do the jerseys? Are they just going to quickly press on names right before the game? I'm wondering how all that process is going to change. Because, you know, they have their 
their jerseys that they wear. I get that. Yes, they, so wear, I, so they wear jerseys. I know, but like Those jerseys but, have numbers, but on like them. unique, and, unique and all-star sizes, jerseys and their sizes. I, I get That's that. What you're saying. I get yeah, that. I get How are they going to size them up? It's so quick, you know. But hey, it's the NBA. They got money. I got a they'll feeling. Well, I think I think they'll probably have a jersey of one each for each guy. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Right? And then it's just either you get the white one or the blue one. And they'll send the other ones to <laughs> overseas to a country. No, they give it to the players. It's like, hey, it's commemorative. Congratulations. Oh. NBA can afford it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, now that you're an old cantankerous curmudgeon, <laughs> did you used to like to watch all this all-star stuff? Did you watch it a lot more end-to-end than you do now? I did. Well, the dunk contest was always incredible. Because it had some of the biggest names in the NBA. Like who? Well, when I was watching it, you had Vince Carter. Yeah. Like, Vin- come on now. Vince Carter's arguably the greatest dunker of all time. Oh, my God. Wow, that hurt me. And I don't yeah. even really follow the NBA that hard. Is how is, that, how is that absurd? How is that a hot take? Okay, he was, but... <clears throat> Look at his dunk in the Olympics. But that's the greatest. That's the greatest dunk of all you're time. You're never going to get better than Dominic Wilkins versus Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Ever. Absolutely. Ever. Who who was um, Vince's, it was did Vince Carter have like a You're talking about like specific like competition. Like yeah. guys going okay. I, you said just like who are some dunkers that you remember watching well, growing up in the dunk because contest? You're different Vince era Carter, Jason Richardson was also a really yeah, good he's, dunker. He's pretty good. Um and then you know several years later, I thought that the magic that Aaron Gordon no pun intended because he played for the Magic then. And uh, Zach Levine, what they were able to stir up in that back and forth, that was really cool. And it made me feel like I was a kid again watching the dunk contest and watching a couple of guys just go toe-to-toe and give out their best dunks. Yeah. I want to ridicule you so bad right now. <laughs> Why? But I can't. Uh, but you, I can't. You're you, right. You, and you know listen. What? Listen. Use your ears. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm using my ears right now. You're right. So I can't ridicule you. Okay. Yes, the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon ones were pretty good. I think, you know, but I, for my money, like, just because of when I grew up, like, Michael Jordan being in the dunk contest with Dominique Wilkins was maybe more must-see TV than the NBA Finals themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And I heard that there's a conspiracy theory out there that the NBA actually put out a Kia car during Blake Griffin's dunk contest because their new sponsorship with Kia, and they wanted to – promote that and really build it up so they already had it predetermined that blake griffin was going to win the dunk contest jumping over a car and that car was going to be a kia one of the nba's biggest sponsors totally believe that i, do, I believe that yeah you know, griffith was a pretty good dunker himself in his he, younger days he, he was, was really good he was he was actually the the first dunker that i've seen where actually in the game he went up for a baseline dunk and hit his head on the backboard like and it was at oklahoma too when yeah. baseline jumped up hit his head on the side of the backboard, and still finished the dunk. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I miss the, the the good old days of the dunk contest. And, you know, a really underrated dunk contest that I remember was actually with uh, Gerald Green, uh, who did the, the birthday cake. He blew out the candle oh, yeah, and dunked it. But, you know, in that dunk contest, not a lot of people really talk about this, but he took off his shoes and socks stood underneath the basket and did between the legs and dunked. Oh, wow. Like he had no running start, didn't have any support whatsoever, no shoes, no socks, stood underneath the basket, jumped up, did between the legs and dunked it. That's pure athleticism right there. And, of course, nobody really talks about it. It wasn't the 
the sexy dunk. Right. I mean, even we're going going further back, like ABA days. I mean, you know, Julius Irving with the uh, New Jersey Nets. I mean, he was the first guy to go from the free throw line. In fact, yeah. Jordan stepped over the line, if you really want to be honest about it. <laughs> he did. He did. It was yeah. still awesome, but um, – and I'm sure we're missing some others, maybe George Gervin, David Thompson. Remember David Thompson? You don't. He's You're way too young for that. But David Thompson was one of the best dunkers. Uh, played at, like, North Carolina State, played for the Nuggets, got into uh, some drug issues. He played with Al, uh, English? Uh, Alec, no. Alex uh, English? I, I don't think he played with Alex English, but okay. maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a close, close yeah. in era. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of really good moments and, you know, you talk about the three point contest you know, I think about Larry Bird, um, you know, basically blown kisses after like at Mark Price who played for the, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers after hitting the last ball on the thing. It was, it was just cool. I, I think I'm really onto something like, let's go to eight foot baskets and let's get Jordan and Dominique and all the, <laughs> all the, the old baskets, guys. The yeah, baskets yeah, come yeah. out shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, one last note here. Anytime I always think of the dunk contest, I always I can't help but think about Sha- Shaquille O'Neal with this big old camcorder on the sideline just filming everything. Imagine showing kids that today. Like what 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 is Shaq holding? What is that? It's like well, the kids, that was an iPhone before an iPhone. That yeah. was our camera. Yeah, I, I got it. I got your answer. Go to that rotary phone over there, and uh, I got to call someone that can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, the Ali. don't work. Real quick, Ali. Um, did you hear that Kevin Sumlin is back coaching college football again? Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> He's Kevin Sumlin, the former Arizona football coach, is now the tight ends coach and co-offensive coordinator of the Maryland Terrapins. All right. Well, Kevin Sumlin's back in the game, baby. Uh, I think it's only appropriate to lift your cup and give him a toast. Cheers to Kevin Sumlin. <laughs> He's going to be an offensive coordinator. You know, I, I honestly, I hope he does well. Me too, man. I, I do. You make well. a joke, and he's got great kids, and uh, you know, I just, I, I want everybody. I hope he's happy and healthy, and it's a successful tenure. Yeah, and he's. I mean, I'm not. He's doing honest. just fine. I'm not yeah. betting. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got the this, or he did have the second greatest job in sports history. Yeah, fired football coach. Fired, fired Division One head football coach. With with years on your contract. $17.5 million. Did you know this past year was the last year that Arizona paid Kevin Sumlin? So now Arizona no longer has to pay Kevin Sumlin. He's officially off the payroll, and now he's on Maryland's payroll. But $17.5 million to not do your job. Second greatest job in sports. Number one, Bobby Bonilla. As oh always. yeah, Bobby Bonilla Day is the best. Or you know, one point one nine million every single July. For annuity, several, put years. in annuities. I'm telling you, hey, Michael Lev, uh, sports editor of the Arizona Daily Star, Justin would like you to pay him not to work. So <laughs> I will be handling the negotiations on Mr. Spears' side of the table. <laughs> All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali, uh, we're going to talk to Jabari Davis from iHeartMedia. We're going to talk about NBA All Star Weekend. Plus the Phoenix Suns making that big trade for Kevin Durant and also an outlook on the Western Conference. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. I feel like we should be hugging or something. Why is that? <laughs> the, the music. <laughs> like, you know, arm in arm, like, and just kind of swaying. Like Go- going in a circle. Two buddies. <laughs> no circles, buddy. No circles. Swing. 
Are we wearing Birkenstock sandals? No, but I mean we're we're wearing comfy clothes for sure. There's I, I'm I'm wearing the Justin Spears attire of sweatpants. <laughs> it's a good look, man. Um, but but no holes. I, I don't have holes in my pants. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me all self conscious. <laughs> All right. Well, reminds me of uh, <clears throat> one time I had a my older brother. He came by and visited me and my college roommates, and my college roommate was wearing uh, corduroy pants. And he said something that was kind of like a jab at my brother. My brother was like, "Man, I know you're not talking to me wearing them corduroy pants. Man, you can't sneak up on anybody. They can hear <laughs> you coming." Just vr, vr, vr. <laughs> and that got him to his core to the point where like an hour after my brother had left, he comes up to me. He's like, are these for real corduroy pants? And I'm like, I mean, they got lines in them. So, yeah, they're kind of corduroy pants. I tell you what, though, man, you just wait long enough and things like get cool again. I'm like uh, with 12 and 13 year olds. You know what kind you know what they what they want to wear on their feet? What? Birkenstocks and Crocs. They all want Birkenstocks. Yeah. And Crocs and Crocs. Uh, Crocs are I don't understand Crocs, but. I mean, Birkenstocks are comfortable. I don't like feet <laughs> or seeing people's feet. But well, you're not like Micah Parsons. You hear, you see that? No. <laughs> he was during Super Bowl weekend. I think I said this to Andrew. Yeah. During Super Bowl weekend, he was on NFL Network, and uh, they asked him, "Hey, what's like a what's something weird that maybe not a lot of people know about you?" And he was straight up. He's like, "I got a foot fetish." Yeah. It took him like yeah. two seconds to answer. And the guy yeah, was man. like, "So you like feet?" And he was like, "Yeah." yeah. And the, the reporter had he was like, "Okay." Look, when right, I say feet, the next. when I say feet, like it's funny. I love women's feet. I, I can't, I've never men's feet are disgusting. Especially Shaq's you'll feet. You'll never, you will never see me wear anything where you see my feet, ever. Really? Maybe. I mean, I'm at the swimming pool. Yeah. Okay. But, Sauna. Yeah, but even like the pool shoes I have. Yeah. They're covered. Covering the dogs. Yeah, All man. Right. Yeah, men's feet are gross. I respect it. Look up a Shaq's feet. Oh, no, don't do it. Most disgusting things don't ever. Especially not if you just ate. <laughs> it is dinner time, so yeah. probably, I'm probably ill-advised yeah. if you do that. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk some Arizona-Utah basketball with uh, Porter Larson from ESPN Radio in Salt Lake City. Porter, appreciate you joining us. Uh, I hate that you're joining us uh, just after we talked about Shaquille O'Neal's feet, but uh, how's it going out there in Salt Lake City? And before we talk about Utes basketball, Man, all-star weekend, getting set up in Salt Lake City. What's the atmosphere like out there? Yeah, man, obviously. And thanks for having me, by the way. No uh, no foot fetishes to, to report on. <laughs> but uh, all-star weekend, man, it's it's something I've never experienced. So the last time, uh, last time it was out here was 1993, which was a year before I was born, right? So uh, I, I've been watching the all-star festivities my entire life, uh, a big fan of, of the event. Obviously, the... The game isn't necessarily the the most competitive, funnest game, but it's the best basketball players in the world. Yeah. All meeting, uh, you know, the the basketball world kind of comes to the the same spot for it one weekend a year, and and this is it. So to have it here is, is really cool. Now festivities don't really get going until tomorrow. So as I look out the studio right now, I see a bunch of uh, prep happening. Right, they're they're getting some pop up shops ready and and getting the atmosphere downtown to, to what you'd expect for an all-star weekend. But I'm really excited for it, right? The, the all-star game, the Saturday night, uh, the rising stars, it's, it's something that, you know, if, if you're not there, 
it might not move the needle quite as much, but to have it here in the market, yeah. uh, everyone's really excited for it, and I think it's going to to be a, a cool showcase, not only of the, the best basketball players in the world, but of the, the Salt Lake City market as well. Well, if there's anything that people in Arizona and Utah can appreciate right now, it's Lori Markkinen. Uh The former Arizona Wildcat is having an incredible season with the Jazz this year. He's an all-star, and he's participating in the three-point challenge. Mm-hmm. What do you make of just the season he's having in year one with the Utah Jazz? It's so cool. And, and anyone who told you that they expected this is, is probably fabricating a little bit, right? Yep. yep. Um, I, now, that being said, I, I do think that Larry Markkinen's a, a player who this was, this was always something that could happen. This was always uh, a potential uh, route for, for Larry Markkinen. I think he is that good, right? When you're, seven feet tall and you can handle it and you can shoot it and you can run the floor and you can defend the rim. Like guys like that are, are valuable no matter what team you're on. But the difference here is that he's now in a system where his skill set is, is really uh, uh, the focal point. Whereas in Chicago, in Cleveland, it was kind of a a weird mix of, of players where they didn't really know what necessarily the, the ethos of that team should be right. What their what their mo is, and now, well, you're not on a necessarily competitive. I mean, they're competitive, but they're not a contending team. But the Jazz know what they are. They have Will Hardy now in position. They they're they're finding their way as this this team that's uh, I guess kind of going back to the Philadelphia 76ers process, right? They're just getting draft picks at the moment, and I think that's allowed Lowry Markinen to just assert himself as the player he's always been, but in a system that allows him to show that, right? The spacing that the Jazz create is something you never saw in Cleveland or Chicago, right? Where a lot of players are, are, are shooters on the floor, which you give Larry Markin in that kind of space in, in, the, in the offense, and he does some remarkable things. I mean, it's not just the, the shooting and the, the getting to the rim. He's seven feet tall, and he cuts like a guard. And that's really what what I think is is elevated him um, in this Jazz offense is the fit, man. It, yeah. It's just a a really good uh, situation for him. And yeah, like I said, it, it's something that I think a lot of people they'd be lying if they told you they expected it. But we go back to his time at Arizona. You guys know this all too well. He's he's got all of the tools. He's got all of the the tools in his tool belt to, to be this kind of player. It was just a, a matter of, you know, getting it in the right system, in the right space. I go back to 2016 when he was in Tucson. You guys remember Hano Metala, uh, a, a guy out of Utah who played in the NBA for a long time, a, a fellow Finland native. Yeah. He coached Lowry in Finland, and he told me before Markinen came uh, stateside, he told me, watch this kid. Watch this kid. In five years, you guys will all be talking about him. Here we are five years later, and we're, well, we're talking about him. Absolutely. Porter Larson from ESPN Radio in Salt Lake City joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. So, Porter, uh, now transitioning over to college basketball, the Wildcats and the Utes are facing off against each other on Thursday in McHale Center. We all know what happened the last time Arizona and Utah faced each other. The Utes absolutely manhandled the Wildcats. What's what are the Utes? What have they been like ever since that game? And what can you tell us just about this matchup on Thursday and how you feel about how the Utah can stack up against Arizona once again? Yeah, well, that's that's Utah's marquee win on the year. Of course, uh, a team in Arizona who's uh, still top ten 
And it, it really, I think, gave Craig Smith and, and his team uh, a confidence that they didn't have before. And, and not saying that they've been you know, flying on top of the world or playing out of their minds since that game. But I think they they came to the realization that they can play with teams like that, right? That they can go toe-to-toe with, with some of the better teams in the country if all things go well, right? They're not a team that can do that night in and night out, not yet. But they're a team that, that has that potential, as we saw a, a few months ago uh, against this Arizona uh, Arizona team. Now, doing it on the road is a different story. We all know that. Doing it down there in the desert is, is difficult. Hell, beating a, a team that good twice in, in any season is really difficult. So I, I don't necessarily think or, or, or predict a, a Utes win tomorrow in, in the McHale Center, but um, they have that confidence that they can go out and compete, right? So I do think you'll see a team who plays physically and, and goes out in, in a similar manner to the, to the one we saw last time. But at the end of the day, it, it's about limiting the stars that Arizona has. Because uh, Utah doesn't necessarily have that. Brandon yeah. Carlson's the, the bell winner. He's, he's the, the bell cow of this team, the, the guy that Utah really relies on for most of their, their dynamic play. Right outside of him, it's, it's a bunch of solid pieces, a bunch of role players and that's where it becomes difficult, right? You don't have that guy that you can turn to in, in the waning moments of a game or, or you know, to, to go and, and get a stop on the other team's best player, while Arizona has a few of those guys, right? So I think this is a matchup where if, if the Wildcats are turning, if they're, if they're percolating, it's tough to stop them, and they could beat any team in the country when they're doing that. But – Utah does now have the confidence and the, the knowledge that they can at least go out there and, and maybe muck the game up, make it physical, and, and get into a, a competitive game down the stretch. And that's how they've, I guess, you know, they used that Arizona game earlier in the year to continue that trend all season long. And that's why we see Utah now at number three in the Pac-12 right behind Arizona. You know, Porter, I've been really impressed with uh, the manner in which this Utah team has played, not just against Arizona earlier in the year, but all season long. And you mentioned that kind of grit. Does that emanate from their head coach, Craig Smith? I mean, what what kind of coach is Craig Smith, and how much of his personality is embedded in this team? Oh, 100%. Uh, obviously, it's it's still a process. It, it, he's kind of instilling this culture still. He's only on his, his second, third year here uh, on the Hill. But if you go back to Craig Smith's time at Utah State, you go back to his time out in the Dakotas, he's always been a coach who his identity definitely is is something that you can see on the floor, right? He's uh, you, you guys will get a chance to, I'm sure, talk to him and, and, and meet him a little bit. He's a guy who he's he's positive, but he's very intense, right? He, he's he's very much like you, you guys will chat with him, and he very rarely has his full voice. He always has his raspy voice because he's yelling all the time. And it's not necessarily yelling in a, in a bad way. He's just very direct, very upfront, and tough as a, as a head coach, right? And, yeah, his teams reflect that. And for that reason, his teams have always historically been better in tournament situations as the, the season goes along and as things get tense. That's where Craig Smith's teams have actually been better historically. So if that can be the case for this Utah team, uh, you know, you maybe look at them as a, as a team that can make things in Vegas interesting. 
And now I'm not saying they're going to go win the tournament, but Craig Smith's history has, you know, led itself to, to, for us to believe that that's a possibility, right? To, to, to go down there and at least win a couple of games in Vegas. And really that's what Utah has to do if they envision themselves playing any, any, you know, real basketball in March, because they, they're probably on the outside of the bubble looking in right now. And as the season goes along and as the, the end of the season approaches, you've got UCLA, you've got Arizona, and you've got that chance in, in Vegas to, to kind of put your last uh, impressions on the, the committee. And, yeah, I, I think Craig's, as you guys said, his identity is, is definitely something that rubs off on this team. And if that's the case going down the stretch, they, they may have some success to end the year. Awesome. Porter Larson from ESPN 700 in Salt Lake City joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Arizona versus Utah tomorrow night at McHale Center. Tip-off set for 8 p.m. Porter, man, we appreciate you as always. Thank you once again, my friend. Absolutely, guys. Anytime, anytime. And uh, we'll uh, we'll have to get you guys on up here and, and get the opposite read sometime soon. I, I do more football, so... That's when you usually hear from me, yeah. but, uh, yeah, always good to chat with you guys. Yeah, whenever you need a Tucson's perspective, uh, let us know. Absolutely. Thanks, Porter. Appreciate it. You can't even say University of Arizona perspective? No, Tucson's. Yeah. Tucson perspective. Yeah, you, yeah. It doesn't mean you're a fan if you just say University of Arizona. You cover them. I, yes. You write uh, it. You're right. You're yeah. right. Come hey, who knows? Maybe he wants perspective on... Our, the U of A fans are span the world, buddy. We're not just Tucson. All right, we're going to wrap up today's Spears and Ali. Don't go anywhere. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. ESPN Tucson has great deals for you from local businesses. Right now, you can find half-off deals from Bookstore Southwest Adult Shop, Coffee Exchange Bistro, and Allure Medical. And then starting this Friday, you can purchase a $50 Miller Surplus gift certificate for just $25. Miller Surplus, they specialize in outdoor lifestyle gear, and they offer the largest selection of work boots and work gear in Tucson. Find out the latest half-price Friday deals and save some money seven days a week at ESPNTucson.com. So literally, if I want to be a patron of any one of those establishments... I can just double my money by going to ESPN Tucson. Yeah. Like, why would you not do that? That's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, we give a lot of betting advice on the show, and usually Fate Spears works 100% of the time. <laughs> but it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a no-brainer, sure thing. We can double your money if you want to buy anything at those establishments. Just go to ESPNTucson.com. And click the Half Price Friday Deals link today. And also uh, text ESPN Tucson to 95938 to join our mobile ESPN Tucson club. You'll get updates from us about uh, contests, deals, events, and alerts you need to know about. Message and data rates may apply. Are there pina coladas at the local ESPN Tucson club, whatever? (laughs) (laughs) There's not pina coladas. What kind of music's playing? Good music. Yeah. The good kind. Techno? No. A lot of lights? No, I would say uh, like some Jagged Edge. Like ja- You like Jagged Edge? I don't know what that is. You don't know what Jagged Edge is? No. Nah. Where, where's the party at? Jagged Edge and Nelly? It's oh, a good yeah. song. That kind of music. So I was thinking like a lot of bamboo, pina coladas, maybe some Jimmy Buffett in the background. No. That is not the ESPN Tucson Club. No. Hmm. It's more like Jagged Edge, Nelly, where's the party at? 
maybe uh, Big Pimpin' oh. by okay. J- Jay-Z. So more of the Hennessy and Sprite open-collar party. It's good stuff right there, man. Pimple's there, Mr. 305. Yeah, he's got some music there. All right, great. Well, tell me how it goes. Tell me how it goes. Real quick, make sure you Uber. Ali, you are not going to be here in studio tomorrow, but what do you make of Arizona versus Utah? Because the last time these two teams met... Wildcats got manhandled. Yet the like Arizona's chances coming off a loss to Stanford at home against a team that beat them earlier in the year. I don't think they're gonna have any issues to be motivated. No, I mean this team. Uh, when they play a team that beat them before and coming off a loss, usually comes out with a renewed focus. So that's what I expect. Arizona. Was I too succinct for you? Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at my notes thinking you were gonna keep going. It's like, oh shoot, you're you're done. All right. Uh, yeah, I, was, I mean it's. <laughs> You know, I want to see uh, I want to see the big guys get involved more. Uh, a lot of outside shooting, a lot of guard play in that Stanford game. Yeah. Um, and Brandon Carlson, the seven footer for Utah, is going to be a challenge for Omar Ballo and and uh, Azula Stubella. So they're going to try to they're going to try to muck up the game and make it a like a one or two possession game at the end of the at end of the game. Arizona needs to run and have transition and play its game. Big game for Pella Larson. Going, going up against his former team. We'll talk about that tomorrow.